Live from WNUR News, I'm Nick Song. You're listening to the 6 o'clock news on WNUR 89.3 FM HD1 Edmondson, Chicago. It's Wednesday, November 10th, 2021. Tonight on WNUR News, Chicken Soup for the Soul and Socially Active, Conversations on Civic Love and Spirituality, Avatar The Last Airbender returns to TV in live action, and a look into the Taylor Swift Society on Northwestern University's campus. Those stories and more coming up tonight on WNUR News. Thanks for uh, tuning in to WNUR News. Religious communities have long played a role in the fight for social justice. In continuation with this long-standing tradition, Northwestern hosted a conversation on Civic Love Tuesday evening as part of a continuing series on the intersection of spirituality and social justice. WNUR News reporter Justine Fisher has more. The Civic Love, Spirituality, and Social Action program had its third event Tuesday in Parks Hall, where around 15 students and faculty came together to discuss the intersection of spirituality and social justice. This week, Andalib Kalgadi, who observes the Baha'i faith and is an educator, came to speak and converse with the audience. An idea that started over the summer, Val Buchanan, a co-organizer with Kristen Glass Perez, talks about the setup of the event and the aim of the program. To be responsive to creating environments that we desire to see for Northwestern students. Um, so thinking about social justice and activism um, and equity and the pursuit of those things in a space also where we could lift up meaning making, spirituality, um, giving students an opportunity to hear from people who are working on trying to do that well in their own lives locally. So kind of a, a, a mashup between um, space for students to think about their inward lives and then their outward lives. Kristen Glass Perez describes the religious and spiritual component. A lot of work in communities across the globe, really, but especially here in Chicago and Evanston, a lot of community work is carried out by organizations that have some kind of religious or spiritual connection. Val Buchanan describes Tuesday's event. We've set up the room in a circle, so we have the the guest in conversation. So far, it's been with one of us, right, one of the members of our team's um, and then we basically kind of like a fishbowl, right? Like people are sitting in, in the round and are able to, we kind of get ourselves situated. Uh, and then there's a listening to the conversation developed between the conversation partners and then an opening up to questions from everyone sitting in the round. So that's kind of been our format so far. So it's a nice conversation space that's meant to be non-hierarchical, you know, and kind of not in a classroom uh, style but in a space that kind of promotes everyone being able to see one another, appreciate one another, listen well, and, and also kind of feel the connectedness. The person that we're inviting tomorrow is Andalib Kagalti, and he is the assistant superintendent in District 65 schools. That's Evanston School District. And he's also a board member at Books and Breakfast. And we have a relationship with Books and Breakfast where a lot of Northwestern students are tutors in that, in that program. So... It'll be hopefully an opportunity for 
Northwestern students who are currently involved in Evanston schools to learn directly from Andalib. Andalib spoke about his feelings going into the circle. The space tonight, seeing a circle in here, um, I think it speaks to my heart of promoting unity, helping people recognize that they're not alone, that we're all on this journey together. Uh, you know, I don't know if you've heard, but there's a lot of like change in society in terms of people changing jobs and resignations and all that. And I just feel like some of that is just a disconnect. People want to feel connected. And so one of my hopes for those students who join us tonight is that we can really engage in a fruitful conversation of like, how do we support each other through these tough times? Andalib elaborated on his background and how it brought him to where he is today. Growing up, I was in multiple educational systems in West Africa and East Africa. And I lived in New Orleans and then Massachusetts. And so just had a lot of different educational experiences. And one of the things that I realized when I was an undergrad um, studying at the University of Massachusetts was that in uh, many of the ways in which injustice was promoted, it really came through schools. When we look at even the construction of public education in America, it really was through this model of like, we had to create a working class of people who knew how to punch in and punch out. The focus, it wasn't really on true education, which is how do we help people achieve the best of what they are seeking to achieve? Rather, how do we create Ottomans or robots, so to speak, to achieve, to help the rich do better, right? And so for me, as an undergraduate, <clears throat> much like yourself, it was really a commitment that I realized that if I was gonna help and really address injustice in the world, I felt like the best way to do that was to become a disruptor in public education and to be somebody who could really help change the way in which um, the trajectory of students in public school systems. He also expresses faith as an important motivator. Founder of the Baha'i Faith, I'm a Baha'i, and the founder of the Baha'i Faith said that the fundamental purpose of the faith of any of religion is to carry forward an ever-advancing civilization. So our goal as Baha'is, and my goal, is to be of service. Feeling really, I don't know, nostalgic may not be the right word, but just like um, in a few weeks from now, Baha'is all around the world were celebrating the 100th anniversary of the passing of Abdul Baha, who actually spoke here on campus in 1912. And so I think the relationship to Northwestern is very profound in terms of this is a very special place for us because of his visit here. You know, he could have visited lots of places in America in 1912, but he came here and spoke on campus about just the, the power of connection. Beyond a single speaker, Kristen Glass-Perez has a larger vision of building a civic love community. Really, these are wonderful and rich conversations. That's what I would just say. Like, you leave a civic love thinking like, wow, there are people doing really good things in this community. Water, earth, air, fire. Long ago, Avatar The Last Airbender aired on Nickelodeon. When the world needed it most, the show vanished. Well, it ended. But recently, Netflix announced a reboot of the cold classic animated show, this time in live action. For casting, controversies, and other updates on the show, here's reporter Pari Pradhan. Water. Earth. 
fire. Air. Long ago, in 2005 to be exact, the first episode of the animated show Avatar The Last Airbender was released on Nickelodeon. The show is set in a world where some people can control one of the four elements, water, earth, fire, and air. The main character, a 12-year-old airbender named Aang, is the Avatar, the only person capable of controlling all four elements, and is tasked with maintaining peace among the four nations, each representing one of the elements. The show picks up a hundred years after the Fire Nation went to war against the rest of the world. During this time, Aang has been frozen underwater, and is only brought back when two siblings from the Southern Water Tribe, Katara and Sokka, find him. The three kids then set off on a journey to help Aang master all four elements and save the world. The show shaped much of our generation's childhoods, and has now become a cult classic for kids and adults alike. In 2018, Netflix announced that they would be making a live-action version of the cartoon in partnership with Nickelodeon. Though production was initially set to begin in 2019, it was delayed to 2020 and then delayed yet again due to the pandemic. This live-action series has garnered a lot of excitement as well as skepticism from Avatar's huge following. While many are excited to see their favorite fictional characters brought to life, Avatar does not exactly have the best track record when it comes to live-action adaptations. A 2010 film remake of the show, directed by M. Night Shyamalan, is considered one of the worst live-action adaptations ever made. In fact, Wikipedia even lists it as one of the worst movies of all time. The movie has a 5% critics rating on Rotten Tomatoes, and is widely hated due to its bad CGI bending, huge tonal shift from the show, and controversial casting choices. The original Avatar takes a lot of inspiration from Asiatic and indigenous cultures. For instance, the Southern Water Tribe in the show reflects a lot of Inuit culture. The film, however, cast mostly white people in place of characters that seem quite obviously to be people of color. Members of the Fire Nation, who were representing the villains, were played by brown actors, despite their characters representing as East Asian within the animated show. The enormous flop that was the last Airbender film has made people rightfully doubtful of the quality of the upcoming Netflix series. However, in the past few weeks, Netflix has released some casting decisions that show that they are at least making an attempt to stay true to the original show's cultural influences. So far, the representation of Asian and Indigenous actors has made at least some of the audience a bit more optimistic about what's to come. The cast that has been announced as of now consists of a mix of up-and-coming child actors and respected names. For instance, 12-year-old Filipino-Canadian actor Gordon Cormier was cast as the lead role of Aang, a choice that made fans especially excited when learning about his martial arts background, a skill that will definitely come into play in bending scenes in the show. Additionally, just this week acclaimed actor Daniel Day Kim was announced as the show's main villain, Fire Lord Ozai. Hopefully, this new cast will capture the amazingly written characters of the animated series and win over the original show's doubtful yet content-hungry fanbase. Another large source of skepticism for the show is the withdrawal of involvement from the original showrunners. The creators of the Avatar universe, Michael Dante DiMartino and Brian Konietzko, were initially a core part of the Netflix production's creative team. However, they announced that they would be dropping the project in August of 2020 due to creative differences and conflict with the Netflix team. When the new series was first announced, Netflix very publicly stated that DiMartino and Konietzko 
would get creative control over how their characters and universe would be represented in live-action form. However, Konietzko stated that the project actually had a quote, negative and unsupportive environment. This announcement greatly upset fans and soured their opinions of the series. As the live-action remake of Avatar The Last Airbender is in pre-production and grows closer to its eventual release, we can only hope that Netflix will be able to surpass the low bar set by the last Avatar live-action adaptation and capture the magic and charm that made the original show so special. While no official release date has been announced yet, make sure to keep your eyes peeled as more announcements are made. This is Pari Pradhan for WNUR News. After the break, a student group for Swifties. WNUR News will return. To learn safe, simple ways your child can help stop bullying. Be more than a bystander and stop bullying.gov. To a life of courage and a commitment to something greater than themselves. They have always defended this nation and each other. They still do. The few, the proud, Air travel is a big part of making kids' wishes come true for the Make-A-Wish Foundation. More than half of all the wishes granted last year involved traveling. You can help children with life-threatening illnesses continue to go wherever their imagination takes them by donating your frequent flyer miles. To donate, please visit the Make-A-Wish Foundation's website at www.wish.org or call toll-free 1-800-722-9474. Okay, what are you wearing right now? Nothing. That's right. So mommy's gonna teach you how to dress yourself. Underwear always comes first, name tag at the back, then pants, then shirt. Get the first button in the right hole or you have to start all over. Socks going first, then shoes right on right, left on left. With shoelaces, just take the ends, cross them over, switch the loops, the rabbit goes down the hole, pull tight, and you're left with bunny ears. Got it? Why are your pants on your head? Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. But two minutes twice a day, making sure they brush their teeth is easier, and it could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. Visit 2min2x.org to find out more. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Mouths, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council. Welcome back to WNUR News at 6. It's 6.15 p.m. Central Time. I'm Nick Song. Taylor Swift, uh, Swift will drop her re-recorded Red on Thursday night. In honor of the news, a group of Northwestern students created the NU Taylor Swift Society. WNUR News' Ali Bianco sat down with the group founders to discuss the re-recording and the listening party on Friday night. On June 18th, 2021, Taylor Swift announced on Instagram and Twitter that her next re-recording would be her third album, Red, and will be released on November 12th. The announcement came after months of anticipation following the release of her first re-recording, her sophomore album, Fearless. On what felt like a random day in June, Rhea Kumar, a junior in Weinberg, couldn't contain her surprise and excitement for the new album. I think I was like in the car with my parents. We were like going to lunch somewhere and I like got like the Twitter notification and I like screamed in the back seat and my parents were like, are you okay? And I was like, no. It was so unexpected, especially because Taylor had been like teasing 1989 at that point. And then I was like, where did this come from? 
Months of waiting have gone by, and November 12th is finally upon us. After a conversation with her friend, Eddie Coe, Kumar and Co. both realized that with so many Taylor Swift fans on campus, there had to be a way to celebrate together. So it's been something that uh, I've been thinking about doing for a long time. Of course, we all heard when Oxford's Taylor Swift Society dropped, because uh, that made news, and a bunch of my friends sent, sent me Instagram posts about that. And so that's when I really began thinking about it seriously. This is a little story, but I wore a You Belong With Me costume um, mm-hmm. for Halloween, and like everyone who recognized my look, I like told them about the Taylor Swift Society maybe becoming a thing and everyone was so enthusiastic about it. And so that's, that really, really, really made me think that I had to do it. On November 2nd, 10 days before the release, Kumar and co made a group me called the Northwestern Taylor Swift Society. Today, the group me has over 200 members. The group plans to gather in tech on the night of November 12th to celebrate the release. So we have uh, like a lecture room booked in tech. We like tested out the speakers and everything. So we're just going to be like listening to the whole album through. I think it's two hours and 11 minutes long. So it's literally crazy. We're going to like buy snacks. Hopefully have like a little photo wall set up with like streamers and balloons so people can take pictures. Kumar described how Taylor Swift has not been known in recent memory to be predictable. The release of Swift's 2020 album, Folklore, and its sister album, Evermore, had no promotion or warning. They were dropped the same day as the announcement. Ever since then, Swifties have been aware of the looming possibility that their beloved Blondie might drop anything at any moment. With Red Taylor's version, that moment has yet to come, and the release is tomorrow. It's it's weird, and like she released Wildest Dreams from a different album. Yeah. I, I just like live in fear. But Taylor Swift has not been hiding these past few months. In August, Swift released a cryptic video detailing the names of her vault songs. These vault songs are previously unreleased tracks that never made it onto the original album. Kumar said that of all the vault songs, Swift's Better Man, which was recorded by Little Big Town, is the song she's been waiting for Swift to release for years. I'm like uh, I'm like a big country music fan as well, and like I just saw Little Big Town in concert, so I got to hear them sing that song live, and I'm really excited that we're finally getting Taylor's version of it. Co explained that the biggest anticipation for him is the release of Swift's beloved heartbreak anthem, All Too Well. Taylor Swift wrote in her announcement that the re-recording of Red will include the original version of All Too Well, timed at a whopping 10 minutes long. Of course, All Too Well, the 10-minute version. I, I, think, I think everyone is intrigued by that and really, really excited and wondering what that's going to sound like. Swift announced only five days ago that the 10-minute version of All Too Well would be accompanied by a short film starring Dylan O'Brien and Sadie Sink. For Swifties like Kumar and Co., the excitement of this re-release stems from their long-standing appreciation for Taylor's music. I think I was like seven or something. It was like around Fearless. I don't know exactly what year that was, but that's like... When I first heard her, I think, I want to say You Belong With Me was probably like, the first song I heard of hers. Um, and I just, like, have loved her ever since I was a little kid. I remember, and this is controversial, but I, I stand by it. It was uh, 2017 
with Reputation. Um, and that's why the album is my all-time favorite, and I think it will always be my favorite, just because of the, the context of it, the story of it, the business moves of it. It's also captivating to me. Because of Central Standard Time, Swifties here in Evanston will be able to listen to Red Taylor's version tomorrow night at 11 p.m. Oh my gosh, Thursday night, I'm probably just inviting a bunch of friends over to my apartment so that we can listen right when it drops. I feel like everyone's going to have their own like personal listening parties on Thursdays, but Friday will be like when we're hearing it for like the third or like second time all together. After the break, we'll look at the weather ahead and recap the day's news. Air travel is a big part of making kids' wishes come true for the Make-A-Wish Foundation. More than half of all the wishes granted last year involved traveling. You can help children with life-threatening illnesses continue to go wherever their imagination takes them by donating your frequent flyer miles. To donate, please visit the Make-A-Wish Foundation's website at www.wish.org or call toll-free 1-800-722-9474. Most of us like to be out in the sun. That's why sunscreen and other safety measures are key to protecting your skin from aging and cancer. The FDA recommends using a sunscreen with an SPF of 15 or higher. Also, look for broad spectrum on the label. That means both harmful ultraviolet A and B rays are blocked. Remember, SPF plus broad spectrum equal healthy fun in the sun. Visit www.fda.gov sunscreen for more information. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. AIDS has created over 14 million orphans worldwide. That's the equivalent of every child under five in America with no one to watch over them. Won't you please help defeat this tragic global epidemic? At current rates, AIDS is turning another child into an orphan every 14 seconds. That's two more children orphaned in just the time it takes to make this announcement. Please go to apathyislethal.org or call 1-866-AIDS-FUND toll-free now. AIDS is preventable. Apathy is lethal. A public service message brought to you by the United Nations Foundation, the Ad Council, and WNUR. Welcome back to WNUR News. It's 6.23 p.m. Central Time. I'm Nick Song. In other news today, no fraternity recruitment until, earlier, uh, until the start of winter quarter, Northwestern announced. Northwestern's in- Interfraternity Council announced the news yesterday. The initial ban came after multiple individuals reported druggings at fraternity houses on campus last month. Northwestern senior uh, officials emailed the student body yesterday concerning the school's policy on student demonstration. The email came after a group of student protesters ran out onto Ryan Field on Saturday during the football game against Iowa. The email said the university protects students' freedom of speech but will enforce repercussions for students who violate the demonstration policy. Ramifications may involve, quote, suspension, expulsion, or legal consequences as appropriate, end quote. The statement says the November 6th protest presented unique challenges for the safety and well-being of all involved. Kyle Rittenhouse took the stand in his murder trial today. He acknowledged using deadly force when he shot three people during a protest against police brutality in Kenosha, Wisconsin last year. Rittenhouse claimed he didn't intend to kill anyone 
but fired in self-defense against three men who attacked him. Now taking a look at the weather ahead. A low of 54 degrees tonight on the Evanston lakefront. It's going to be a rainy morning tomorrow with a high of 55, but should clear up around midday with partly cloudy skies. Temperatures will drop to the high 30s by the night and stay there with some more showers on Friday. That's all for WNUR News at 6 p.m. For more news updates and reports, follow us on Twitter at WNUR News. You can listen to these and other stories of the day on our Spotify, Google Podcasts, and on our website, WNUR.News. Again, that's WNUR.News. Our producer today is Angelina Campanile, and our reporters are Justine Fisher, Pari Pradhan, and Ali Bianco. From all of us here at WNUR News, I'm Nick Song. Thank you so much for joining us. Join us next time on Friday, November 12th at 6 p.m. Now, back to scheduled programming.